listening to Mile High Radio. MileHighRadio.com on the World Wide Web for your listening pleasure. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. I'm not ashamed to say. I hope it always will stay this way. And now live from Atlanta, Georgia, it's the Socialite. With Deb Career. Good morning, good morning. Boy, it is a gorgeous day. I don't know what it's like in Denver, but it is absolutely gorgeous here in Atlanta. You know, it's always such fun to have this technology where we can do this, you know, thousands of miles apart, and it's still just like we're in studio. Woohoo! Gotta love that. So let's jump right into my program today. I First of all, I wanted to thank Kelly Noble, who was a guest host last week for me. I understand that she had a fabulous program. I've listened to it, and it was great. So for those of you listening on demand, be sure to go back and listen to Kelly's program because it was an absolutely fabulous program. Let's go ahead and, and start, as I mentioned. I am delighted today to have Jeff Sheehan of Sheehan Marketing Strategies as my guest. Jeff holds a BBA from the University of Massachusetts at Amherst, an MSF from Bentley University, and an MSM from Georgia State University. Holy cow, somebody who has more degrees than I do. What a, what a concept. He has also had additional training at Northwestern and the University of Virginia. Jeff has more than 30 years of international high-tech global sales, marketing, and advertising experience, marketing products to Intel, Cisco, Apple, HP, AT&T, Dow Chemical, and IBM, just to name a few. He is president of Sheehan Marketing Strategies and is well-recognized in the greater Atlanta community for his volunteer work as a speaker at Career Ministries in helping others to learn how to utilize social media in their job search and in developing their personal brand. Uh, Sheehan Marketing Strategies is an Atlanta-based marketing consulting firm, and their focus is on helping companies be found and creating engagements that lead to significant sales growth and an enhanced bottom line. Whew! Whoa! Welcome, Jeff. How are you doing today? Great, Deb. As you said, it's a beautiful day here in Atlanta. I'm finally, I'm glad that the cooler weather has finally set in. Really I know. Expected. I know. The the funny thing is, I think it's actually warmer back in in Denver. So you know, what what a what a great concept <laughs> is that. So let's just jump right in. First of all, you've been in marketing for thirty years. Um, you know, obviously, you started when you were just a little tyke. But tell me why and how you decided that social media was part of an inter- you know should be part of someone's integrated marketing strategies. Well, basically, you know, I've been on uh, social media platforms for a number of years. If you want to call them that, it, before the name was actually coined, you know, companies like LinkedIn and that had started. Uh, mm-hmm. I joined LinkedIn back in uh, 2006. Uh, it wasn't one of the first ones, but it wasn't too far along as far <laughs> as the adoption curve is concerned with regard to LinkedIn. And then, you know, Facebook and that, I, I just became an image really fixated with some of the things that they get doing. The, the ability to connect with people both uh, here and abroad has just been tremendous. So it's, it's just a passion for it. And I, I think it's, you know, part of the overall marketing mix. And if you look at marketing, it really has evolved. It has, it's still fundamentally the same in that you have to address the four P's of marketing for those who have studied marketing, which are product, place, price, and promotion. 
Make sure you have all your ducks in a row before you even engage on social media. Make sure you have a vision for where you want to go, and then uh, strategy, and then jump into it. But I'm just, I, I just love it. Cool. Well, you know, it it really is a tool that it doesn't matter if you're a small company or a large company. It it equalizes everybody. And I think to me that's one of the most attractive things about social media is I can compete with, you know, the the large, gigantic firms in the world on Facebook and on Twitter and and on LinkedIn. Absolutely correct. I mean, certainly they have some advantages in that they can't support that with uh, total integrated campaigns. That might include advertising, uh, both in print and also in the television, radio, what have you. So it does give them an upper leg. However, certainly uh, smaller companies can compete quite effectively by using social media tools, as long as they don't get lost in it, as long as they use it effectively, and also Mm -hmm. communicate the right messages, because if they don't, it can destroy their companies just as quickly as they, they grow. Talk to us about what you would consider a right message to be. Well, basically, you know, something I, I think you need to, before you actually put some messages out there, you really need to sit down, just like we did uh, years ago, and formulate what your strategy is, what the message is that you want to convey about your company, your brands, particular products, the customers you want to reach. Each one of those will be inherently different. For instance, if your target audience is 25 to 34-year-olds, you're going to have a totally different message, totally different campaigns if it's for an older demographic. The same thing with the product, where it is on the product life cycle. If it's a new product, then your message is going to be different than one that's been out there for years. Uh, so everything is subject to change, but you need to sit down and you need to come up with a carefully crafted message, communication platform that you're going to use as a basis for your uh, campaign. And then integrate that in all aspects of your business. Right. And and to me, one of the keys on social media is not just saying, you know, here's what you can buy from me or, you know, here's the product or service that we sell, but it truly is social. You know, people want to know about the company. So, you know, maybe somebody's posting pictures of their annual softball tournament or, you know, all of those things because we can, you know, we have the ability to pick and choose wherever we want to work with. So I want to work with somebody that maybe has the same corporate values that I do or, you know, sounds like a fun company. Company, all those various things. Totally correct. I think it's very important that companies convey that in any messaging that they do, that they do show people, uh, demonstrate the corporate culture to individuals out there. I think there are companies that do that. One of the companies that uh, certainly, after having been involved with Intel for many years, I follow them quite religiously. Mm -hmm. I think they do an excellent job of communicating their overall corporate message, the corporate culture in that. For instance, we go on their Facebook page. I haven't checked it just recently. However, their Facebook page showed people of all uh, ethnicities, uh, age groups, and what have you on it. Ah, so mm-hmm. it really shows that you know the company has a culture that mm-hmm. it's very inclusive, includes people uh, from all walks of life. So you get a certain sense of that. There's there are other companies, however, where you, you can tell from their Facebook pages maybe that's not a place that I really want to engage with, or really a place that I want to work. So you have to be careful what type of pictures you do put out there because everything is so visual today that it really conveys an essence of who they are, the particular company, what they stand for, and where they may be going. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and it also has to be real pictures. You know, Correct. companies that use stock photography, 
it, if I see that somewhere else, I mean, that's a major ding. You know, I'm like, really? You, you know, and, and obviously you have to, to take care with things and make sure that the employees know that, that you're using their images and things. But yeah, it's, it's always a little bizarre when somebody has posted a picture of their team and I find that picture somewhere else. You know, then I'm thinking, what else are they telling me that's not true? Right. And, and, and I totally agree. And, and the other thing I've seen uh, companies do, it, what they'll do is they'll outsource in a lot of cases to uh, some firms. And they may not be using people that are that savvy with regards to communication skills and that. And they put messages right. out there that really don't engage with uh, the clients. Because I, fundamentally, I don't feel that they understand or who the audience is that they're talking to. And mm-hmm. I, I've seen that mistake so often. And they wonder why their social media campaigns aren't working. Because they're, they're not engaging. They're not getting right. feedback mm-hmm. from their clients or customers because they've not uh, carefully crafted the message uh, to that respective audience. Mm-hmm. So it gets back to what you're saying. What you need to do in social media is develop that type of dialogue. Uh, it's not a monologue. It's a dialogue. So you, you need to have that in order to be successful, in order to viralize it. Because mm-hmm. people you know, like to engage with uh, brands and people that they like. Well, and you know, you mentioned outsourcing, which I'm perfectly fine with companies that do that. You know, some folks simply don't have the time, they don't have the knowledge, but that's where it's very important to work closely with that team. Um, you know, because you you mentioned the fact that it has to be an authentic message, it has to be all of those. I met with a. a uh, person one time and she had outsourced she was in Denver she outsourced to a company on the east coast who really didn't know what they were doing um, and right. unfortunately it was very clear that they didn't they posted uh, links to products that you know they didn't even represent that was fun um, they posted things you know like they would say hey you know the the weather might be frightful but you know we're still up and, and functioning today well yeah, it was snowing, but it was snowing three hours away from, from the area. So it really wasn't causing a problem. They just saw, hey, snow on, in Colorado on the news and thought, oh, well, we're going to deal with that. So I think it's very uh, important that when someone outsources, they work very closely with whoever that is. You know, maybe they do. Yeah, it's just no different than, yeah. You know, Deb, it's actually no different from what the two of us have been exposed to in our landed mm-hmm. careers. Right. In, Communications that before what we used to do is we used to come up with structured communication programs. We would craft the message and then we would present it to the client. The client would sign off on that mm-hmm. uh, before the, the communication went out to the general public. I think in an essence that if you outsource it, that really you should have some type of give them some type of direction as to the message right. and what have before that message is transmitted by the outsourcing firm. You're right mm-hmm. though; it, it becomes very difficult to manage all of this in-house. Uh, you'd have to an army of thousands in some cases if you really wanted to hit on every social media channel out mm-hmm. there. So you have to, you're forced in a lot of cases outsource, but you need to manage it properly like it's an in-house team and have them be very, very careful with what they're doing because they represent your brand. And one false move, and it, it could mean total failure for your brand and your company. Oh, definitely. You know, and, and it reminds me of, I was watching a, a television show last night, and it was about sports figures. And, and, you know, it's a totally fictional show. But, you know, they're, they're professional football players. And the one guy knew that he really needed to be on Twitter because he wanted to be trending, you know, and, and he wanted, right. he had his own hashtag, all those things. And, but he didn't have time, you know, and so he outsourced it to somebody. Well, then it turns out that, you know, the, the other major competitor for the, the position that this guy had, he also 
was was tweeting a lot. Well, long story short, they had hired the same outsourcing company. And so in essence, the guy was fighting with himself when he was posting the tweets. And, and it was so funny to see that, but it's actually true. I've seen that happen where somebody has outsourced and their competitor is, is doing the same thing, um, you know, for them. So it's, it's a little bit strange. And again, you have to really research that if you're going to outsource that. Yeah, correct. Yeah, I, I think you want, if you're going to outsource, you need to see who the team of people right. uh, is that they're using. Because the fact that, it was actually, there was an article that was posted yesterday in Inc. Magazine that I retweeted, uh, mm-hmm. tweeted, I should say. And, and basically, uh, it was talking about a lot of companies out there are using interns. Right, now, they think that they against, have to use somebody who's 25 years old. Well, they're, they're not even 25. You know, they, mm-hmm. they could be 20 or 21 years of age, still in college. Mm-hmm. And they're they're taking a semester break and they're using them uh, because of the fact that they're inexpensive and no expense at all mm-hmm. in a lot of cases. So they think that because they know the tools, they know what social media is, that they're capable of uh, orchestrating a, a program. Mm-hmm. But in, in reality, some of them, yes, but majority no, because they have not been exposed to what really is good business, what makes good business mm-hmm. sense. Right. So you need to be very careful of that to check out who the team of individuals are that will be managing your campaign. And make sure you peel back the onion and see who's behind that because you may not want that type of team representing you in your communication platforms. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, you know, it's it's perfectly fine if they are also, you know, competing or uh, posting for your competitors as long as they're keeping those two kind of lives separate. You know, in, in our uh, PR agency, Correct. we've had competing clients. Now, we always disclose that. I mean, you know, that's that's something right. so that right. somebody always knows. And there are times where I choose not to, to have, you know, competition. But, you know, maybe maybe it's a, a geographic thing. You know, you're, you're, you're posting for somebody in L.A. and you're also posting for somebody in New York. You know, so it's, it's perfectly fine to be doing that. But again, the company needs to have done their research to find out what's going to happen and you know how much input are they going to have the, the ones that i've seen that are have been the worst have been the people who have completely turned it over and then have never gone back and looked um you know and and it's like really did you know what's being said out there on your behalf and why you've got a problem right correct no so, I, right. In, in fact, maybe you're familiar with this i have been from denver uh just recently wrote relocated but uh unfortunately there's a tragic shooting as well where two weeks ago there, and basically there was a campaign where evidently someone, I can't recall right off the top of my head, but someone actually tweeted about it with regards to commercial product, mm-hmm. and it was a total, they were not aware of what had transpired, they saw that the uh, keyword was trending, they picked up on that oh, keyword. Oh, that's right, yep, it was it was the, the shooting in Aurora. Um, oh, shooting in Aurora, basically. right, yep. I forget the brand that was uh, trying to capitalize on that, mm-hmm. but their social media, the people that were, were implementing the social media, working on the social media campaign, mm-hmm. uh, they took picked up on the trending more, and all of a sudden they included that within their uh, stream. Next thing you know, they had a total disaster on their hands with regard right. to all, all kinds of negative messages and everything else because of what they were saying. And they would, uh, again, that's a danger you run into in this space because everything is instantaneous and it just takes one uh, <clears throat> message out there that mm-hmm really can uh, cause t- 
tremendous harm to a company. Right, right. Well, you know, we are ready for a break, and so we're going to go ahead and and take our break. And speaking of immediacy, when we come back, let's talk about Twitter. And I'm very interested to talk to you about how you uh, work with people to show them how to use Twitter in a job search, because that's a very complicated process, and and, but it can be so beneficial. So I'd love to, to get your thoughts on that when we come back after the break. Okay. Great. Thank you. Thank you for being a friend Travel down a road and back again Your heart is true, you're a pal and a confidant I'm not ashamed to say You're listening to Mile High Radio MileHighRadio.com on the World Wide Web for your listening pleasure. I am Dr. Clint Dickinson of Dickinson Chiropractic. Have you ever wondered why families go to chiropractors? Well, I'm here to give you a little testimonial from a family in my office. They came in for neck pain and uh, hip pain, and they've noticed that their overall health has dramatically improved. Their family has been 19 months free of illnesses of any kind. Their three young girls have not been sick since November of 2009. They have not missed school due to colds, flu, or any Anything. If you'd like to take advantage of that and get your family well, give my office a call at 303-688-2300. 303-688-2300. Attention. An amazing opportunity has just presented itself. We recently got hit with a severe hailstorm that caused millions of dollars in damage in our area. Acumen Contracting Group is hiring additional representatives to help property owners get their new roofs. Our clients only pay pennies on the dollar for their new roof, with their insurance company paying for the rest. We have brand new reps that are currently helping between three and five new clients a week, and they're each making over $1,000 per client. Want to make hundred grand or more before Christmas this year? Stop working for peanuts and finally get paid what you deserve. It's the easiest sales job ever. If you like to help people and make great money, call Acumen Contracting Group today at 303-500-6908. Taking your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? And we are back. I am Deb Creer, the socialite, and I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. And my guest today is Jeff Sheehan of Sheehan Marketing Strategies. And before we delve into talking about how to use Twitter in a job search, Jeff, tell us how people find you and connect with you online. Basically, uh, they can find me at uh, on Twitter, but just follow me under Jeff Sheehan, S-H-E-E-H-A-N. They can find uh, my blog at uh, SheehanMarketingStrategies.com. They connect with me on LinkedIn at uh, Jeff Sheehan. I'm there. Uh, it's uh, actually Jeff Sheehan 2010 because someone already, believe it or not, even though I signed on oh. in 2006, someone already claimed Jeff Sheehan. So, <laughs> yeah, so uh, I had to become Jeff Sheehan 2010. And I those, I could tell you those, those years went by very quickly. You should have put it out to 2030 or something like that. I bet, I bet, I love it. So great. Well, one of the areas that that you have expertise in is helping people use social media in a job search. And we'll talk later on about LinkedIn, but let's really talk about Twitter because... You know, I'm, I'm on Twitter, um, to some degree. I'm not overly active, 
But I know it's a great way to reach out to people and connect with them. But tell me how it's a good tool for someone who is looking for a new job. Uh, thank you for asking. I mean, I'm a Twitterholic, as you're probably aware. I'm <laughs> out there on Twitter in a big way. As a matter of fact, uh, today I'll reach a milestone. Maybe before we get off the show, I will uh, have my 100,000th 100, uh, follower on Twitter. Oh. So. Uh, that, that was a metric I had set out to try to achieve. I originally wanted to write a book. I still do. And I thought it would be a great distribution channel once I have the book uh, finalized. So, uh, again, that just shows that, you know, I ain't committed to Twitter as a tool as well mm -hmm, as uh, LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. and that. But basically, basically, from a job search perspective, I think that Twitter is very, very valuable. Uh, it gives people the ability to connect with almost anyone for companies, for recruiters, and that to find you. I always advocate when I give a talk, uh, although people might find Twitter a bit uh, complicated, to at least go out and set up a Twitter profile that describes themselves, such that they take what they have on LinkedIn, uh, and basically they have to truncate it quite a bit and then really crystallize as to what they're going to say. But you know, take and put that profile out there with the keywords and that. So it does attract recruiters, both uh, general recruiters and corporate people as well, to find you because they do use it. It's a very, very powerful tool mm -hmm. uh, for people out there. And the reason they use it, just like LinkedIn, it's a free tool. They don't have to pay uh, large expenses to recruiting firms to recruit candidates. So they will be out there from a company perspective looking for people on LinkedIn, on Twitter, and the other social media platforms, see what type of presence people have, and then try to engage with them if they have an interest. So people can go out there, they set, the, set up their profile, then they start following various companies and various individuals within companies and also industry leaders, uh, companies within industries that they're interested in or topics within those respective industries. It's a great information tool. They can go out there, they can use a, a tool, actually a, a URL, search.twitter.com. Again, that's search.twitter.com, which will take them back to advanced search capability within Twitter itself. Mm -hmm. And it's an unbelievable search tool. You can search uh, Twitter to find out almost anything on any particular subject, person, or whatever your interest might be. So just from that perspective, it's a, a great tool. It's one of the best uh, search tools out there. Well, uh, there and companies of, actually post job listings on Twitter. Well, so that's absolutely. one of the reasons why you should be doing that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, companies, I think one of the companies that really does a great job is that we all know of... Uh, UPS, United Apostle Service, mm -hmm. they do a tremendous job on, on Twitter, also on Facebook and that. The whole social media arena with regard to job postings. Many other companies out there are Coca-Cola has a number of jobs listed. Cisco Systems, uh, the list goes on and on as to companies are posting jobs. There are uh, thousands upon thousands of jobs out there that you can find through Twitter. Mm -hmm. There's a device out there called tweetbyjobs.com where you can go out and actually hone in on different things. Uh, with it's it's like a job aggregator uh, <clears throat> for jobs that are displayed on Twitter. Go out there and search that for uh, various jobs and that, and then pull up. Uh, again, they're all shortened URLs, but you click through to those, it'll provide the details on the jobs that are behind those. So you, you can really hone in. You can focus on various geographies that you're interested in by uh, simply using the advanced search capabilities within Twitter, uh, are all the criteria that you really want to focus in on. 
but it's, it's just a wealth of information, and it's a great platform just beyond from a visibility mm-hmm. perspective. Right. Well, and one of the things you mentioned is that companies research potential candidates there. And I Correct. think that's one of the problems that people forget or, you know, one of the, because they think, oh, you know, they, they're definitely going to look at me on LinkedIn. They might look at my Facebook profile, but, you know, I can put whatever I want on Facebook or on, on Twitter. And, and that's such a big mistake because people do look there. You know, I uh, was teaching a class at Metro uh, State University in Denver uh, a couple of semesters ago and had a student there who was a senior. So, you know, getting ready to go out into the job market. Now, this was one of the most professional young women, you know, especially for, for her age. She, it was an 8 a.m. class. She never missed class. So to me, of course, that was, was a big bonus. She always was dressed very nicely. She was a cheerleader for the school, you know, all of these various things. Had an A in the class, you know, very good student. And she happened to mention to me that she was on Twitter. Now, I always told my students I wouldn't connect with them while we were, you know, student teacher. I just didn't think that was appropriate. Now, I would on LinkedIn, but, you know, not on Twitter or Facebook. But, you know, since she mentioned Twitter several times, I went and I looked, and I was absolutely mortified. Every single one of her posts, she used the F word. Oh, really? And yeah, and it was like, oh, you know, and 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 that was how her friends posted. I mean, you know, and, and she's talking about the partying she's doing, all of these various things. It was like she was a totally different person. So yeah, I correct. called her. Yeah, I mean, it was it was strange, and you know, and but she had used her real name. She had her photo there, so it was very easy to see that yes, it was was this young woman. So I I you know talked to her after class one time, and I said, you know, you've got to stop that. And she said, well, that's how my friends post. I said, okay, then create a totally different avatar and, and uh, name on Twitter for those people. You know, something that, that a potential employer is not going to find. I said, because I went to that, and if I saw that, I would have just crossed you off the list for an interview. I said, I never would have even brought you in. And she was stunned. You know, she had no idea that that, that would even matter and and she did. She cleaned it up. She had, I'm assuming, a different name for her friends who didn't know that they couldn't use those words in those posts. But I think that's very important for people to remember is that what someone finds from you online can make or break e- that you even get an interview to start with. Oh, you're absolutely right. And the other thing is, I generally, during these uh, classes that I give or workshops, I tell them to refrain from anything that references uh, politics, mm-hmm. religion, sex, or like you're saying, any type of vulgarity whatsoever, because right. of the fact that it can back to haunt them. Mm-hmm. You want to pretend that you're in an office environment, and how would you conduct yourself in an office environment, a professional office mm-hmm. environment? And that's where you want to act on any of these social media platforms out, out there, because if you don't, and they, and they bet you, they're going to find that dirt on you, the digital right. dirt, and it's going to come back to haunt you. Mm-hmm. If you say something, I mean, from a political perspective, if, you, if you're out there and you're talking about politics, and the hiring manager has a different political opinion, chances are they're not going to um, consider you. Right. Uh, you know, that and, individual. and of course, that's not fair, but right. that's what happens. Um, yeah, you know, absolutely. And, and so, you know, it's, it's vital, especially because, you know, they might be reading your posts on, you know, Twitter, for example, and, and you might be being very sarcastic or very tongue in cheek or whatever. Well, they don't know that. You know, so all they're seeing is that you hate X candidate or, you know, you, you are an extremely strong, strong supporter of a certain candidate. And, you know, and, and especially if it's a smaller business where, you know, people are going to work very, very closely together, they might not want somebody like that in their office. Correct. 
So you need you know, to be very careful. Right. You know, and, and, you know, one of the tricks that I have, have found that I suggested to somebody though is, is, and you, you mentioned religion and we're going to talk more about LinkedIn later. So I'll, I'll hold off mentioning this until then. But, you know, I've, I've also seen how, you know, people have used religion in a way that's, in my view at least, acceptable. And what I'm talking about is very, very toned down. You know, it's, it's, right. and, but it's, it's a friend of mine who he posts a Bible verse every day. Right. But then he discusses it. And and he does it in a way that's very professional. And so, you know, maybe it's a way where he's talking about a challenge that he had in his life. Or, you know, something like that. And I've seen people respond to his posts in, in and, and these are people who might be of a different faith. Or right, people correct. who and and they've responded because he's used it as a way to generate a conversation. Now, if you're actually actively looking for a job, might not be a good thing to do. But, you know, religion is still something where I think, you know, you, you do have to be authentic to yourself. Um, you right, know, of course. You and I are, of course, in the, the land of, of where the, the Chick-fil-A headquarters is. And right. so that's been kind of an interesting thing to watch with that. But, you know, and, and we won't we won't go down that road. But I think it is something that people do need to, to keep in mind is their personal views carry over you know and and you know whether you're you're just stating you know this is what i believe this is who i'm going to vote for you know all those things and and it, it comes back to the fact that now there are so many people applying for jobs that they're looking for ways to immediately discard somebody you know, and, and people need to to keep that in mind when they're posting online Yes, sir, because they can. I mean, it's very easy to Google someone and find out any type of information that they mm-hmm. want right. on any right. individual. So you need to be as squeaky clean as you possibly can, mm-hmm. non-controversial uh, on any particular subject matter. Right. Mm-hmm. Particularly if you're a job seeker, uh, it, it's critical. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, we are ready for our bottom of the hour break, so we're going to go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, let's really delve into how to use LinkedIn as a, a tool. We'll, we'll talk about in a job search and then also, you know, maybe you are already working and how do you get your name out there as a company on LinkedIn? Because that's a challenge also. So when we okay. come back, let's talk LinkedIn. <laughs> Everything you've got Taking a break from all your worries Sure would help a lot Wouldn't you like to get away You're listening to Mile High Radio MileHighRadio.com On the World Wide Web For your listening pleasure Performance Apparel is South Metro Denver's premier corporate and athletic apparel store. We're your one-stop shop for creating a personal yet professional look for you and your organization. We can assist you in outfitting your corporate team, baseball team, lacrosse team, soccer team, hockey team, football team, or any other team you're involved with. Our goal is to outfit your team for success. We offer in-house full-service embroidery, a state-of-the-art banner and sign maker, Screen printing, a graphic designer, vinyl and heat press letter logos, tackle twill, sew on lettering, leather jackets, hats, shirts, and other corporate imaging. Learn just why we've been chosen to be the official corporate image consultant and provider for MileHighRadio.com by clicking on the banner ad on their website. Remember the name in South Metro Denver. It's Performance Apparel. 
Good Living by Design, a lifestyle TV show featuring topics related to home design, decorating, remodeling, color, and home entertainment. Everything Good Living. This TV show is brought to you in Denver by Hassa Productions, LLC, and features Lenore Gonzalez. Good Living by Design airs on KCDO Channel 3. Satellite broadcast and cable in the Denver market on Saturday mornings at 8.30, Mountain Standard Time. If you'd like some more information, simply contact us at goodlivingbydesign.com. Taking your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. And we are back. I am Deb Creer, the socialite, and I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media to promote themselves and their businesses. And, you know, I, I picked my music specifically because it always talks about friends. And, you know, the, the song that we just had on was, you know, where everybody knows your name. And that is so true because on social media, everybody knows your name whether you want them to or not, which is kind of a trick when you're on, uh, you know, maybe you're, you're looking for a job and you have to, to pay attention, behave yourself, act like an adult, don't be controversial, all those various things. And we've been talking with my guest, Jeff Sheehan, exactly about that today. So welcome back, Jeff. Well, thank you very much, Jeff. Great, great. Well, let's talk about LinkedIn. You know, I think most people, hopefully most people, Realize how important a LinkedIn profile is. Although I have to admit, you know, one of the things I do, I go, when I go to networking, I immediately go back and I try and find somebody on LinkedIn and connect with them. I am still surprised when I don't find people. You know, I'm, I'm like, really? LinkedIn? You're not at least on LinkedIn? But, you know, that, that's a different soapbox for another day. But let's <laughs> talk about how to really use LinkedIn in a job search. What are some tips that, and techniques that you have for that? Well, basically, uh, as you alluded to, you'd be surprised when I do give these uh, workshops at the Korean Ministries. There are still people in this day and age that do not have LinkedIn profiles. They've been reluctant to get on it. They've been reluctant to get out there. They're afraid of their privacy. And I tell them unequivocally, I say, you know, I'm out there. I've been on LinkedIn for six years. I've been on Twitter for a number of years as well. And I'm out there as far as exposure, as far as privacy and what have you. You know, people can find me, find out almost anything about me as a result of what I have out there. I'm honest. I'm out there, and I advocate that these people do so as well. Okay, I do get some spam periodically, not very much. Uh, I have not had any problems with identity thefts, you know, thank God. Uh, you know, that's always something that, you know, people consider, but... It's very remote that that's going to happen. You, you try to protect your data as much as you possibly can, but mm-hmm. you need to be out there in this day and age. You know, the main goal of LinkedIn is actually is to be found because right. 90% plus now of uh, recruiters are using it as a primary tool to find people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you're not out there, you don't have a LinkedIn presence, you're in really tough shape as far as being located uh, by people trying to find uh <laughs> candidates with a great deal of expertise and skill set that they need to fill the job for. So it's critical that you have a profile out there and you can't be found and maximize that profile. Uh, for well, instance, uh, well, go ahead, Deb. Oh, no, I, and I was, I was probably, we were going to go down the same path. You know, it's, it's so important to have that profile 
and and have it be current you know have everything on there the nice thing is you can put so much more there than you can in a resume but right. you know if you're applying for jobs online most of the time anymore they're asking for a URL so that's where you want to put your LinkedIn URL so you can direct them there to really see more detail yeah absolutely um, the other thing is you know with regard to this uh, talking about having profile I just uh, a week or so ago Deb someone tried to connect with me they had the picture of the dog on there as their avatar. On LinkedIn? Oi. Well, on LinkedIn, okay? <laughs> so, you know, talking about being professional, I mean, I love my dog, okay? Uh-huh. As a matter of fact, just before we got on this call, I just took her for a nice long walk, and she's mm-hmm. uh, she's tired all right now. But, I mean, I love her, but I'm not going to put my dog's picture as my LinkedIn avatar. Right. You want to make sure that you have a professional photo out there that clearly shows who you are and mm-hmm. what you represent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it not only goes on LinkedIn, but it goes across all your social media platforms. That, that's that's the starting point for anything, mm-hmm. regardless of how you populate the profile after that. You need that photograph out there that shows who you are and roughly what basically you represent overall. And then you go from there uh, and working with the headline so it really articulates what you're trying to become or mm-hmm. what, what you offer to your uh, prospective employer uh, with regard to your skill set. And fill in the information accordingly so the profile is complete and that they can, if they do a search on various uh, keywords, you've incorporated the keywords for the job that you're trying to find within your respective profile so that they will find you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and you know, it, it, the photo, let's talk a little bit about the photo because yes. that's one of those things that, that really strikes me is when I either see no photo, so then my first thought is, What's wrong with this person? Um, and, and typically by wrong, what I'm thinking is, are they such a, shall we say, mature person, as in age-wise, that they don't want to have a photo there because they think it would be discrimination? And there, you know, there is that possibility. But, you know, companies, they're going to figure out that somebody is 50, 60, you know, however old, without doing an awful lot of research. So, you know, just have your picture there. Let them. Let oh, no, see I, to- I totally, I totally mm-hmm. agree with you. And that's that's what I see in all these workshops. Mm-hmm. They, well, just exactly what you said. That they're going to be able to find out how old you are mm-hmm. uh, by a simple Google search. For the most right. part, mm-hmm. it doesn't take much to find out that information in this day and age. Mm-hmm. Several years ago, before uh, the internet was so pervasive, yes, there, there were places that you could hide, but now you can't. The information is so readily available. You really can't hide. You have mm-hmm. to be healthy. You have to show, uh, provide a genuine appearance of who you are mm-hmm. and let the cards fall as they may. Maybe that company that is trying to bet uh, you based on age, uh, they're not a good place to work anyhow. Right. But yeah, if, if, this, go ahead. If, if they're going to eliminate you because of that, then, yeah, you probably didn't want to be there to start with. Correct. Correct. And the, the uh, other thing is, uh, it really... It just gives you a firm foundation to uh, work from if you, if you have that profile that makes you look good in the mm-hmm. eyes of everyone else. Right. Now, talk to me about someone who may be currently employed, but they're looking for a job. So how do they use social media when they're doing that, and especially LinkedIn? How do they look for a job when they're currently employed? Very difficult to, because <laughs> of the fact that uh, you have to be very careful with what mm-hmm. you do. You don't want to make any dramatic changes to your profile. Now, in this day and age, uh, most people that are even employed do have LinkedIn profiles, but don't go out getting all kinds of recommendations overnight because it's going to raise some 
suspicion among your boss because anytime mm-hmm. you update your profile, uh, it goes out to your entire network unless you mm-hmm. adjust the settings. And one of the things I recommend to everyone, when you even before the picture, as a matter of fact, is adjusting your LinkedIn settings. Turn off your activity broadcast so it does not go out to the network if you're making right. changes to your profile. Mm-hmm. So that's very, very important if you're currently employed that you turn off your network settings. And then maybe uh, you can you know, setting have the settings such that they're on private so that people aren't seeing you know, some of the changes that you're making accordingly. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one thing to do. But be very careful how you approach it. Don't go making all kinds of dramatic changes overnight because it will be... Uh, Uncovered. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and I'm looking at your profile right now, which is obviously a, a great profile, and I see that you are you have paid on LinkedIn, and I haven't. What yes. are the differences, especially if someone is in the job market? You know, I've I've always found that it's more than satisfactory for me with what I'm using to to not have paid. But why would somebody want to pay? Okay, I, I paid. I paid because of the fact that I wanted the as much functionality as I could possibly have and okay. to know as much about LinkedIn and its capabilities because of the fact that in teaching this and giving workshops and that, I want to make sure that I I can, uh, I'm privy to as much information as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, the benefits as a job seeker, I think one of the main things that you want to do is you want to spend your money, money wisely. Mm-hmm. And with uh, the subscription, um, in the 20 to $30 range now for some of the a minimum subscription uh, to LinkedIn. It, as a job seeker, you want to conserve funds, and it may not make sense because you do get a few added bonuses, you do get some more emails, and you get some uh, the ability to see who's looked at your profile mm-hmm. uh, versus you, you have some limitations in that area if you don't have a paid subscription. But is it worth it? I don't think so. I think you're better off as a job seeker you know, conserving your funds and spend them on things that are going to really uh, help you uh, tremendously with regards to the job search at all. Great. You know, and, and, and that has been my experience as I haven't really needed that extra boost. But it is right. interesting to, to find out, you know, when people do that as to, to what they can do. I did go to somebody's profile earlier today, and they had it completely and totally locked down, which was rather odd. I couldn't see anything. So I don't know. Maybe they were, you know, in the, the process of looking for a job or, you know, something like that. But I also thought, okay, if I'm a potential employer or maybe, you know, I'm looking for passive job candidates, which is somebody who is employed but open to, you know, to, to opportunities, they had their shutdown so tight that, you know, I, I found nothing about them. Um, so That's I thought strange. that was rather interesting. Yeah, yeah now, absolutely. Yeah. Now, I, I do recommend to people that on Facebook, tighten up your privacy settings pretty tight when you're in a job market. Um, I you totally know, agree. Yes. Set it to friends of friends, or at the very least, friends is, is the better suggestion. But, you know, really tighten that up. It is interesting, though, when, you know, recruiters or HR people use Facebook, one of the little things that some have started doing is looking to see if there's a mutual friend that they can contact. Um, and I had that happen. I had somebody that contacted me and said, hey, you know, we, uh, and they were very honest and very open with what they were doing. They, they said, you know, we have interviewed, you know, Betty Boop for a position and we see that you are friends with her on Facebook. Would you tell us a little bit about what she's like on Facebook? 
now that threw me. I mean, that was, and I knew that people were doing that, but that really threw me that they, they had done that. And, and I told them, I said, you know, I've never worked with the person and I'm just simply not comfortable with this level of disclosure if they didn't want you to see that themselves. And they were fine with that. But, you know, what if the person had posted, you know, I hate my job, I steal from my employer, I use drugs, blah, blah, blah. And I told that potential employer that. Um, you know, and, and so that's where, you know, really lock your Facebook profile down. But it comes back to what we've been talking about all along. If you don't want it to be seen on the front page of the newspaper or by your mother or by your priest, your rabbi, your minister, don't put it there. You know, it's, there's, there's places that you can send your little jokes, your little videos, you know, all those various things, but don't put them out there for the public because LinkedIn or uh, LinkedIn does, but Facebook even says in its terms of service that privacy is not guaranteed. So employers are using that as ways to research not only potential candidates, but current employees. I mean, that's an entertaining prospect now is that they're looking up to see what people are saying online now. You know, they're working for somebody and they're looking. Yeah, very. Uh, you're absolutely hit the nail on the head, Deb. I mean, basically, they need to lock down their profile as much as they possibly can. They don't have to be exactly squeaky clean. As a matter of fact, I saw. We want to be human. Human, correct. You want to mm-hmm. again, some again, open and authentic. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. However, you want to make sure that you're uh, really uh, clean as as you possibly can. The right. other thing is, one of the, there was a study. It was just done by Jobvite. And a lot of people don't understand that, or they haven't heard this. And, and basically, the, the study on uh, job light was with regard to typos and misspellings, grammatical right. errors and that. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, a lot of potential employers, if they see a profile laced or even Facebook pages laced with a lot of misspellings, typos, grammatical errors and that, mm-hmm. they tend to really discount that individual, even more so than someone that might be seen on Facebook with a drink in their hand. Yep. So I I show this. I I have a comparison between a a sign that shows misspellings, uh, actually a bottle of Jack Daniels, and just Mm -hmm. showing the the difference. The thing is, that bottle of Jack Daniels may not harm that potential candidate as much as the uh, profile that has a lot of um, misspellings and, and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, typos on it. Right, right. Um, well, you know, amazingly enough, we are ready for another break. And when we come back, let's talk about LinkedIn for, you know, as a business tool. You know, if you're okay. already in business, how do you get your message out there on LinkedIn? So when we come back, let's talk about that. Okay. Great. Taking your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? You're listening to Mile High Radio. on the World Wide Web for your listening pleasure. The Chelsea Hutchison Foundation is a Colorado nonprofit corporation formed by Julie and Doug Hutchison to help individuals, particularly children and young adults who have epilepsy. The main focus is to raise funds to provide grants for trained seizure response dogs that may be able to detect an oncoming seizure and provide warnings and or respond after the onset. The foundation also provides MFIT monitors for those in need. MFIT movement monitors are the latest technology for monitoring and 
individual who, during sleep, may experience seizures, which a caregiver or family member should be alerted to. The Chelsea Hutchison Foundation is named for Julie and Doug's beloved daughter, Chelsea, who died in her sleep during a seizure in April of 2009. The cause of her death is called SUDEP, or Sudden Unexplained Death in Epilepsy. During the six years that Chelsea had seizures, no one had ever told the Hutchisons that a seizure could take her life. As a result of that omission, the Chelsea Hutchison Foundation raises suit-up awareness so other families are not blindsided in the same way that they were. For more information on the Chelsea Hutchison Foundation, please click on the banner ad right here on milehighradio.com. Hi, this is Ray White, your host of Classic Artist Today. The Cat, inviting you to listen Thursday at 7 p.m. Mountain Time, right here on Mile High Radio. We feature new songs from many of your favorite rock and pop artists, classic tracks, and interviews, too. You'll be saying, I wondered where those guys went. Classic Artists Today, Thursdays, 7 p.m. on Mile High Radio. Making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? We are back for our final uh, session here with Jeff Sheehan. So let's just jump right in, Jeff, and talk about how a business or business person uses LinkedIn to reach out to potential customers, you know, because it, no, it I'm, seems I'm like LinkedIn is a little difficult. Yeah, no, actually, Deborah, I think you brought up, I'm glad you really focusing in on LinkedIn because I think a lot of businesses, they really do not know how to use LinkedIn in that regard, and they don't recognize it as being an extremely valuable tool for generating business for their respective business. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's unbelievable. Even a local business, Let's face it, for instance, if you're a local contractor that's doing high-end work on homes and that, you want to be on LinkedIn. You want to have a strong presence on that because the people that are going to hire you uh, to perform the remodeling service or whatever else it might be, they're going to be on LinkedIn. Your customer base is on LinkedIn. Right. So you want to have a presence out there, just like a job seeker. You maximize your profile as much as possible using it as a having the keywords in that that people would search for for a particular function that you perform and incorporating that throughout your LinkedIn profile. Also, in your, for your particular business, you want to set up a company page so that clearly demonstrates the skills and expertise and the capabilities of products that you offer to your general audience so people can actually follow your particular company and engage with you accordingly. And then you want to provide uh, updates to your uh, LinkedIn connection list. So that you're out there, for instance, say you're contracting, you've done some fabulous work at a home in the area, you go out and you show pictures of that through a LinkedIn update. I just completed this beautiful home remodel at such and such an address, thought you'd be interested in uh, seeing this. So, you know, you want to make sure that you go out there and engage uh, through the update mechanism on LinkedIn. That's something a lot of people don't realize you can do. It's another very effective tool. Then what can happen is people can share that. They can publicize it to groups. They, they can send it out to their friends and that. So what, next thing you know, whatever you've done, it's gone viral for your respective business. Very mm-hmm. effective tool. And the other well, thing is, oh, go ahead. 
and of course, one of the things, and, and this might be what you were just going to bring up, is is you want to get recommendations. You know, and it doesn't matter oh, if absolutely. you're, you know, absolutely. the the termite person or you know the social media person or any. You want recommendations on LinkedIn because people really do go and look at those. Yes, absolutely. I think it makes a lot of sense. It helps with credibility. It helps you stand out, differentiate yourself. You've done an extraordinary job for someone, and they reflect that in the LinkedIn profile. People are going to say, and you have a number of them, and people are going to say, this person really knows what they're doing. This person is genuine. They're putting People are putting that on notice out there in the public. So the, the recommendations have to be you know, realistic. That people are not going to put out a bunch of fluff about someone, their product, their service, whatever, unless you know they really uh, feel good about it. Because it, right. mm-hmm. if there's something wrong with it, reflect poorly on their reputation, particularly on mm-hmm. LinkedIn. Most definitely. Well, how else, if you're a business, would someone go about using LinkedIn as a tool to to maybe research potential customers? Well, one of the things, that, and again, this gets back, a lot of people don't know about this. In the top uh, right-hand corner of the LinkedIn page where the toolbar is, uh, basically there's, a, within, you, there's an advanced search capability. And by going in there and doing searches, you can really hone in uh, from a geographical perspective with a very short, I think it's 5, 10, 15, 20-mile radius of your respective mm-hmm. uh, location. I forget the exact numbers, but basically really focus in on uh, target companies, uh, target individuals within that geographical area by using the advanced search capabilities on LinkedIn. You can uh, use, focus in on keywords such as uh, needed home improvements or something like that. You can use that tool. The other tool you can use is a tool called LinkedIn Signal. And by going in and putting keywords in there, you can search for people that are talking about a certain subject. Uh, I need an attorney. I need this. I need that. By putting it in there, you can determine from that stream of LinkedIn updates and that as to who may be a potential candidate or client for you. Right. Very effective uh, tool to use. A lot of people overlook that as well as the uh, advanced search capabilities on LinkedIn mm-hmm. for finding uh, potential clients and then engaging with them. Great, great. Well, you know, one of the things that you mentioned as we're getting ready to wrap up is that you've given presentations at Career Ministries. What is that? Is that, you know, how how do people find you there and what type of programs do you provide there? Well, basically within Atlanta, we're quite fortunate. Uh, we have a number of churches that offer career ministry services mm-hmm. uh, to job candidates. And they run the gamut for, size-wise from anywhere, say 10 participants up to uh, 200 or more, uh, depending upon the particular church. But they're mm-hmm. generally an hour to two hour sessions, workshops that, and each one of them differ a little bit. We'll have uh, various workshops on interviewing, LinkedIn, uh, using social media tools, uh, dress, how to dress appropriately, uh, how to position yourself, how to brand yourself, uh, a number of different uh, topics that might be included within the overall mm-hmm. uh, workshops themselves. And people go to those, they will learn, they will interact with others, they will network, sit around a table in some cases and talk about what their needs are. What are they looking at as far as the job and how can other people help? And I've been a volunteer now for about three years in this area and I just love it. Uh, I've okay. met a lot of great people and it's it's really great from an interaction perspective and learning you know, what the needs are of various individuals out there. 
Good, good. Well, uh, tell people again how they can connect with you, and that way then if they are in the Atlanta area and they're interested in attending one of those seminars, they'll know how to reach you. Uh, okay, basically, again, it's uh, SheanMarketingStrategies.com on, uh, is my blog. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jeff Sheehan. You can email me at uh, JeffSheehan2010 at gmail.com or find me at JeffSheehan2010 at LinkedIn. Great. Well, and for people who aren't connected with me, hmm. why the heck are you not connected with me? But it's very easy. You can go to just debcareer.com and all of my various links there so that are there so that you can connect with me online. You know, do that. Let's be friends. Let's be buddies. You know, let's reach out and help each other in all of these, these programs and services. You know, if you've got tips, I'd love to hear them. You know, send me a tip that you have that I can talk about on the air. Um, you know, or, or post about, share with other folks online. That's always a, a great tool to be able to use that because, you know, let's swing all the way back to what we talked about at the start. This is social media. It's all about building groups of people together, bringing them together and communicating with them. You know, one of the words that Jeff used is this is, you know, this has got to be a conversation. This is not a monologue. And I think that's one of the mistakes that people make, either individually or as a business. They just post and they don't expect a response. They don't ask for a response. There's another key. Ask people, hello, what do you think? And they're going to give you responses. Um, you know, so Jeff, any final thoughts on how people can use social media as a tool either to promote themselves or their business? Well, ju- jump in, but uh, be strategic. Don't get overwhelmed because it can be overwhelming. They're, they're, mm-hmm. Every single day, I, I can tell you, that I learned something new. Uh, you have to be very careful with how you approach it because otherwise you'll do nothing but sit at your computer all day playing on social media. So I need to be strategic. Limit the tools where your customers are. Find out where they are and then uh, engage accordingly. But don't try to be uh, don't try to be on every platform or try right. to do everything. It'll overwhelm you. Well, and to me, I think one of the things that I'm seeing more and more of, and it's a personal preference. I like it if if I follow somebody on all you know several platforms maybe it's LinkedIn Twitter and, and Facebook I really like it if they use a different approach tone voice you know however we want to word that on those different platforms because what you post on Twitter you know short and sweet I want to see a little bit more from somebody posting on Facebook and I want to see it in a more professional manner when they're posting about it on LinkedIn. So, you know, I think that's key too is to don't just, you know, and we all love Hootsuite and programs like that, but I want to see some variety from people. I want to know that they're really interacting with these tools in the ways that they should. No, I totally agree. You know, and, and that being said, if that's the only way that you can post, well, you know, use use Hootsuite and those programs and do it that way. Um, any final thoughts? Anything, you know, if, if somebody is, say they're just starting out on LinkedIn, they're looking for a job, what do you tell them to do, Jeff? Well, one of the things, uh, basically if they look at my profile, I think they'll have a general sense of where I'm coming from and how I've tried to uh, use it accordingly. Uh, that, again, LinkedIn is the most critical thing. The other thing is uh, there are a couple of tools out there that I advocate. Uh, one is having a Google Plus profile because it's a Google uh, platform. The second thing, it's uh, Bolt.me. Uh, make sure you set up profiles on those two sites because of the fact that they are free. It's a one-time uh, thing that you have to do. You don't have to be out there constantly and updating them unless you're you know, changing uh, career directions and that. But make sure you position on those sites as well. Set up the 
a Twitter profile, as I mentioned, engage with a few people, and then go from there. Uh, and then uh, Facebook, make sure you let people know you're out looking for a job and put your summary of your uh, career information out on Facebook as mm -hmm. well uh, as part of your bio. Well, and to me, Facebook is critical in a job search. You know, I have so many people, <coughs> excuse me, who say, oh, that's just my personal page. And that's great. You know, all these platforms, everything is individual. You know, there's there's really no right, wrong, left, right, up, down. But, you know, sometimes the people who can support you the most are your personal friends, your family, all of those various things. So don't you want them to know that you're looking for a job? You know, and, and so now don't overwhelm again, you know, but, but let them know, hey, you know, I'm looking for a job. This is, you know, my, my criteria. Maybe they know somebody who is the perfect person to put you in touch with. Absolutely. You know, I will wrap up with this thought. I had a young woman last week that approached me, and she's just gotten her master's degree. And, and she said, you know, can you help me network in Atlanta? And I said, well, hmm, I don't really have a big network yet, but let's try it. And and so she was uh, looking for a position in public relations um, <coughs> with an emphasis in social media. She's obviously that demographic. But, you know, I... I in my contacts, my you know my fairly limited number of Atlanta contacts, she's gotten two job interviews. So you know, again, don't forget to ask. Don't forget to ask anybody you can think of who might be good, because she took a chance on me, even knowing I'd only been here a couple months, and hopefully it's paid off. We're waiting to hear back on that. Oh, that's great news. Yeah, great. So Jeff, thank you so much for being on today. We will hopefully have you on again, and you know. Go out, enjoy this lovely Atlanta day, and for anybody else, hope the weather is great where you are. Connect with both Jeff and I online, and we look forward to your feedback and your your comments. Okay, thank you, Devin. Have a nice afternoon. Okay. Thanks. Bye bye. See you. Yeah, bye now. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a I'm not ashamed to say I hope it always will stay this way My hat is You're listening to Mile High Radio MileHighRadio.com On the World Wide Web for your listening pleasure. Hi, this is Mickey from Health Styles Exercise Equipment. Have you ever thought about turning one of your spare rooms into an exercise workout room and cutting the cord from the hassles of the gym? You can have all the time and convenience of hitting your health and fitness goals right in the comfort of your own home. Health Styles Exercise Equipment allows you to work out right at home on award-winning quality strength training and cardio machines. We're Colorado's only locally owned and operated specialty fitness equipment company, providing treadmills, ellipticals, gyms, bikes, rowers, delivery and service, and much, much more. With top industry brand names like Life Fitness, Octane, LeMond, and Hoist, it is no secret how we have been able to provide the best in-home fitness options to the Colorado area for nearly 20 years. To help kick off your new exercise room, Mile High listeners will receive 10 to 20% off select exercise equipment, including this year's top consumer review magazines, number one and number two rated ellipticals. Come visit us at the Health Style Store at 8449 South Yosemite Street in Lone Tree. We are in the Home Depot Shopping Center right next door to Mattress King, overlooking C-470. Call Mickey or Scott today at 303-790-9870. Once again, reach us at 303-790-9870. Or please visit our website at healthstylesexercise.com. Thank you for supporting your local Colorado small business. And remember, it is not just a workout, it is a lifestyle. 
Hi, I'm Greg Geeson, better known as Geese, host of the Mondays at 3 show here on Mile High Radio. Hey, what do Lockheed Martin, the Quizno Corporation, Nextel Communications, Coors Brewing Company, Vail Resorts, Exempla Healthcare, and Anheuser-Busch all have in common? Why, they've all sent employees to the Leading From Within program. The Leading From Within program is an award-winning, transformational workshop designed to help you achieve optimal performance as a leader in all facets of your life. This indoor-outdoor experiential program will leave you with a renewed sense of purpose, passion, and motivation to be the authentic leader you were meant to be. For more information, go to greggeeson, G-I-E-S-E-N.com, and look for the Leading From Within tab. But hurry, our programs are limited to the first 16 participants. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.